Welcome to It's a Single Mom Thing, the show for single moms by single moms. This is Sherry, your host, and I am happy you are here today. Remember, it's a single mom thing and not the single thing that stops you. During my divorce and in between many jobs, I wrote several manuscripts in a series of books called Mighty Max. Mighty Max was a pint-sized hero who could fight off negative thoughts and stinking thinking with his positive powers and peculiar persuasion. In one particular book called Mighty Max and the Iwanis, we find Mighty Max in a grocery store who is alerted and alarmed by an old too familiar sound for help. It's a stressed out mama at the checkout line who's done lost her mind and can't find it. She's frazzled, frantic, and frozen in panic, unsure what to do next. Mom, now a hot mess, makes eye contact with the cashier who takes notice of her and her two kids in the grocery cart. To the cashier, something seems off about these kids. They appear to be possessed by some mysterious and manipulative mind powers. As the cashier quickly glances back at mom and back at the kids, she notices that the kids are captivated by candy conveniently placed in the racks on either side of the grocery cart. In a hot flash, they lunge to either side of the cart, hurling themselves over the cart and towards whatever candy they could grab. As their faces contorted in unison with their bodies, much like the shape of a corkscrew. Mom looks at her kids. She looks at the cashier. And just as mom leans towards her kids with a no, her kids let out a screeching and death-defying shout, I want it! Mighty Max in the floral section, picking a fragrant bouquet of flowers for his mom, instantly is alerted by this familiar foe. As he looks towards the front of the store in the direction of cashier number six, he sees them. It's the Iwanis, and they have control of these two kids using their powers of selfishness and embarrassment. Oh no! Feverishly, they are sucking the life out of this once magnificent mother who too has gone mad. Her kids are now gushing with snot out of their noses. Their fists and bodies are flying and flailing in the air. Their faces are rapidly changing colors and their eyes are gushing with waterworks. As they work their mother over with a robotic, I wanny, I wanny, I wanny. I'm sure for many of you listening, this brings back some terrifying memories in your own life as you too can relate to this mind-blowing grocery store experience. Now, I could go on with the story, but then what motivation would you have to buy the book when I'm finally getting around to publishing it? But I do have a thought-provoking question for you. How many times in your own mindless moments have you too lost your mind when you want what you want and it's not where you are at. Kind of like, I wanny. Welcome to another episode of It's a Single Mom Thing. So some of y'all listening may be like, okay, yeah, that's a cute story. But what does my single story have to do with that of a children's book? I mean, my life is no kind of child's play here. And well, I'm going to say to you, if you have to ask after an opening like that, you too may find your mind manipulated by some negative thoughts and some stinking thinking 
not only stealing your joy, but your reality. So let's get a little raw and real up in here. I am sure most of you, like me, have found yourself a time or two or even three seriously bent between the thought of I want what I want and it is not where I'm at. For example, how many of you right now are wrestling with the frustration of what you want the balance in your checkbook to state and the actual state of where your finances are? Possibly, I bet they look like two different checkbooks. Or let's see how many of you, let's say, went to college and you want to be on a different rung on your career ladder than where you currently are. Possibly because as a single parent, you can't work the amount of hours the job demands for you to move up. Instead, your career is more like a slide down of a game of shoots and ladders. And for others, it may be your dating life, parenting, pursuit of peace, homeownership, or even the size of jeans you want to fit in. You want what you want, and it is not where you are at. Now, listen, be honest with yourself here. Do you obsess and stress over it so much that you too sound like an Iwani? I know I do. If I'm honest, before sitting down to write this podcast, I had me a full-on snot fest as I was crying out to God about how unhappy I was with not getting what I want and where I am at. Oh yeah, I went there. Now, I'm sure from his vantage point, God couldn't tell whether it was I in the grocery cart or somebody else's child as your girl done lost her mind. You see, your girl has challenges too. So clearly, you don't have to be a single parent to be butt-bent over a single situation. I want what I want, and I seriously don't like where I'm at. Now, I can say with authority, as a single parent, this was especially true when it was one of those days where everything went left and my mind seemed to have left me too. Whether it was at the school function or fundraiser where I noticed I was the only single parent in the room. Or even the time I looked at my wallet and having to make the difficult decision, do I buy much needed medicine or buy dinner for my son? I want what I wanted and it wasn't where I was at. Where are you at? So where are you? As a parent, are you on another planet focused on your small world, forgetting your kids and their small world? Are you here? Are you in the future focused on what you want and don't currently have in the present moment? Or possibly even stuck in the past focused on what didn't last? Can I find you there? Or how about in another person's shoes focused on what they have and you now want what you don't have? Where are you? Oh, I know. Some of you are suckered by some candy conveniently placed next to your grocery cart. My guess is, if you want what you want, and it's not where you are at, you are somewhere else other than simply where you are at. Did you catch that? Listen, if you want to be somewhere else other than where you are, then you are not here, and you certainly are not all here either. Are you tracking with me? Now, let's think about it. Your mind, your time, your relationships, even with God, are always divided between what you want and where you want to be, hope to be, or even hope to be at this point in your life. Your mind is manipulated, much like the kids in the grocery cart, on a I want But where does God want you at? 
Let's take it one step further. Why has God allowed you to be where you are at? God, why am I here? Now, for each of us, that answer will look differently, even if we find ourselves in the same single parent situation. As individuals, we all have situations that we will experience in our lifetime where we may be, I don't know, we don't like where we are at. But here is one thing we know about our father, and that is if you want to know his will for your life, he will tell you if you really want to know. Quote, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Now you can find that in Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. You see, you probably know this and maybe have forgotten it, that he has a plan and a purpose for your happiness, for your success. If you are his, that is. Now, however, this is a big however. We have a choice as to whether we will walk in the will of his will or not, continuing to do things our own way. If you find yourself stuck on, I want what I want and it's not where I am, you clearly are not focused on what God wants. And from my experience, take it from a girl, he will leave you there and let you work that out all by yourself. But if you want to let go of an Iwani and truly want his best for your life, he will reveal it if you ask him. In Psalms 139 verse 23, it says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. God, why am I here? Again, for each of us, that will be different. Whether it's an unrepented sin that's separating us from him, anger that has grown into resentment and a bitter root, unforgiveness with others, God, or possibly even yourself. Maybe you followed some unwise counsel instead of being in his word. Maybe there's a persistent pain that he purposes to work out in your life. Is there a lack of trust in God or even do you have low feelings of lack of worth? You may think he has forsaken you possibly. Or maybe you're focused on a different him instead of him. You ask, but you don't receive because you won't wait on a word from him. You got some ants in your pants, girls, and you keep moving and you don't even get an answer from him because you don't sit around and wait for it. Or possibly, just maybe, it's not God's timing and you want things on your timetable. Now listen, if you are listening, say amen. God isn't on our watch. He lives outside of time, but his timing is always perfect. Did you know that it is guessed that Elijah was in the Wadi Desert for two years before God had him take his next step in his plan? It was 30 years before Jesus started his ministry and Moses was herding sheep for 40 years before God called him to Egypt to free 2 million Jews living in exile. Sometimes we are so focused on what we want that we don't take the time to find out what God wants. And listen, girl, I am preaching to the choir here. Where do I go from here? The answer really is quite simple. You go where God calls you. Now, you might find yourself once again in a, I want what I want and not where I'm at, but you have to trust him. 
And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And that is stated in Romans 8.28. Moses, he was called to lead two million Jews out of Egypt. And I'm sure when he reached his dead end, when he had his Red Sea moment, he could have had his own, I want what I want, and it is not where I'm at. But what God purposed in that plan is that he had Moses stretch out his hand over the sea and the Lord caused the sea to go back and made it dry land. So the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea on dry ground and the waters were a wall around them. Once all the Israelites had crossed the sea, God once again had Moses stretch his hand over the sea so that the waters may come back up on the Egyptians and their chariots and on their horsemen. Exodus 14. Joseph, what we know from last week, he was thrown in a pit by his brothers, sold into slavery, accused of a crime he didn't commit, and was put in prison. God used him from a prisoner to a prince as second in command in Egypt during a time of a great famine and at a time when his own family was famished. In time, they would come to Egypt looking for food. And what they found was forgiveness from their brother. You'll find that in Genesis 37, chapters 39 through 47. Daniel, thrown in the lion's den for being steadfast in his faith. God sent his angel and shut the mouth of lions. And a king sees and declares the power of the living God through this event. You'll find that in Daniel chapter 6. Paul, stoned, shipwrecked, or even jailed several times. After Jesus, Paul is considered one of the most important persons in the history of Christianity. God used him to write 13 books of the 27 books of the New Testament. John, a prisoner on the island of Patmos as a result of anti-Christian persecution. There, John was given a vision to write to the seven churches the book of Revelations. You'll find that in Revelations 1, 9 through 11. You see, sometimes things happen in our lives that seem out of place. And we find ourselves thinking, this is not where I want to be. And how can God possibly use this circumstance or difficulty in my life? But as seen in the above events of all those single situations, they were no accident. God had each and every individual right where he needed them to be. Think about it. If they got hung up on a, I want what I want and it's not where I'm at, you, me, we would not be where we are at in fulfilling God's destiny. Lord God, I pray for my fellow solos in this season. Bring us joy in the journey with assurance knowing that you have great plans for us. Bless our single situations to reach the single parents behind us and to teach our children about you touching two generations at a time. Father, move the meditations of our minds to be on what you want and where you want us at. Stretch out your hand of favor, Father, and may your peace go before us, especially if it's not where we want to be at. Have a wonderful week, and remember, it's a single mom thing and not the single thing that stops you. Thanks for listening to It's a Single Mom Thing. I hope you enjoyed our time together. If you have more questions on how to have a relationship with Jesus or need prayer, visit us at www.shepherdsvillage.com backslash prayer. 
For more information and resources, check out our show notes.